This is The Shift with Drex, on demand. The Steve Dead is here. It's time to check in. What the hell should we watch this weekend? And Steve Stebbing. SteveStebbing.ca if you want to check out the blog. There he is, the bearded man from Penticton. That's right. That's me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Steve Stebbing. Yes. We've got a, there's more pressure on you now because we've got more lockdown stuff that's uh, coming mm-hmm. the way, requests of uh, shrinking the bubble, if you will. And yeah. what we're seeing in that conversation, of course, is a little bit more time at home. So no pressure. Don't screw this up. <laughs> yeah, none at all. Not at all, Perfect. right? Okay. Um, we've got a big, long list here. Um, I, I do, we do. Um, I started watching the crown. We're going to talk about that coming up. Yeah. Um, looks good. Always, Mm -hmm. um, is amazing. In fact, there was a story in the paper about, uh, uh, one of the grandchildren of the queen (laughs) admitted in a podcast that he's been watching the crown. He's like, he's like, I need to catch up. He says, I haven't caught season four yet. And I don't know what my family's been up to. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that in just a little bit. You ready to get started right away there, Steve? Yes, definitely. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca, new releases, and Mank. I hear you're hunting dangerous game. God bless William Randolph Hearst. Ready and willing to hunt the great white whale? Just come here, Ahab. Do come in. At this rate, you will never finish. You said 90 days. Well, said 60. I'm doing the best I can. Oh, I tried to take a bite of my chocolate bar and get it done in time with the trailer. Busted. <laughs> Steve, tell us about Mank. Yeah, this is a big one because this one comes from David Fincher, of course, the director behind Seven, Fight Club, Gone Girl, Social Network, many great films. Uh, makes, uh, I mean, this is definitely a passion project. And uh, uh, honestly, as far as filmmaking and cinema goes, he's on God level now because this movie is incredible. Uh, it has uh, Gary Oldman playing uh, screenwriter Herman Mankiewicz. Uh, he's the guy that wrote Citizen Kane for uh, Orson Welles. And I uh, played it personally, really, as he kind of based uh, uh, the character, uh, the main character in uh, Citizen Kane on uh, American businessman and newspaper publisher Charles Randolph Hearst. Uh, and this is kind of what is at the heart of this movie. Uh, and, I mean, it feels... Like it was right, it's right out of that era of the late 30s, early 40s, but it also has these interesting parallels uh, to political battles going on now. Uh, and I mean, this is an incredible film that you can see uh, in limited theaters right now, but it will be on Netflix on December 4th if you want to wait for that. Also on the new release, Dreamland. You know what the worst part of dying is, kid? Is being forgotten. It's not safe for me being here. Or for any of us for that matter. All right, so tell us about this. You've got some uh, you got some excitement around around Margot here. Yeah, because Margot, uh, Margot Robbie leads this film, and she's really, really quite good in this movie. Uh, it's like a dusty Depression-era film set in a very small town in Texas, and she plays uh, a bank robber that is uh, wounded and, and hiding out in the barn of this uh, teen boy played by, uh, what's his name, sorry, uh, <laughs> Finn Cole, who's in uh, Peaky Blinders. 
Uh, and I mean, Robbie is the reason to watch this one. Uh, she just proves that she's bec- uh, becoming uh, a, a huge actress of note right now. Uh, and I mean, aside from that, the movie is a little bit ho hum, but uh, it's beautifully shot. And yeah, like I said, great performance. Steve Stebbing, what the hell should we watch this weekend? The Witches. We'll never let you get away with your filthy evil plot. Who's going to stop me? Doesn't matter who you are or what you look like, as long as somebody loves you. You wouldn't happen to be carrying around a mouse on your person, now would you? A mouse? Mm Mm-hmm. Why on earth would I be carrying around a mouse? (laughs) Why on the world would you be carrying around a mouse? Yeah, this this is a weird one because it's a remake of a uh, Roald Dahl adaptation from the 1990s done by Nicholas Rogue with uh, Angelica Houston. So it was almost like a rite of passage for, for kids born in the 80s and 90s and stuff because it was absolutely terrifying. Like It was just like the weirdest, creepiest family film ever. So the team of Robert Zemeckis, the guy that did uh, Back to the Future, Guillermo del Toro, one of the best, uh, I mean, horror and, and fantasy filmmakers these days, and Kenya Barris, who created Blackish for ABC, uh, do this remake with Anne Hathaway giving this insane gonzo performance as the head witch, the villain of the film, and just an awful mishmash of terrible CGI, uh, just a confused story, and a completely unnecessary remake i just i i don't know what happened to bob zemeckis he was just such a great filmmaker 10 years ago and i I, now we're here and i I don't know what to do with this movie now we're here and i don't know what to do with this movie (laughs) we have to save that clip matt that's a good (laughs) one right there all right this one uh, i know matt's excited about the rock and roll sound of metal ruben the world does keep moving. It can be a damn cruel place. But those moments of stillness, when this crappy, mundane world suddenly becomes radiant and magnificent, all the fear is gone. Story of a heavy metal drummer. Yeah. Bad hearing and drugs. That's losing his hearing. Yeah, he's a former addict. Uh, Riz Ahmed plays uh, Ruben, a former addict, uh, who is a uh, drummer. Uh, him and his, his girlfriend uh, tour around and play small shows. Uh, but he is rapidly losing his hearing to the point when did he wakes up and his hearing is gone. Uh, so it's him trying to uh, cope with, uh, with, with his hearing loss, as well as uh, being overly ambitious and thinking that he can get this experiment. Uh, uh, procedure that will gain him access to his ears again. Uh, and I mean, this is just like a tour de force par- uh, performance from Riz Ahmed, who already astounded me at this year's at Vancouver International Film Festival with the film uh, Mogul Mowgli. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is such an incredible film that actually plays with uh, the audio of the, of the film to kind of like bring you inside his uh, fight against hearing loss. And I've never uh, experienced such an oral uh, performance as this movie has. So uh, this is one of my must-see moves of the week. 
All right, moving ahead to Blu-ray. As I was walking through Walmart, I was I saw the Blu-ray disc. I was like, oh, Steve, I should check those out. See if there's anything coming up in there. Um, the new mutants. This isn't a hospital. It's a cage. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. I don't think we're here to get better. I don't think we're here to get better. Steve Stebbing <laughs> likes scary movies. Yeah, and this is a weird one because this is like this is an X Men spinoff. So I mean, it's playing in that same universe, but deciding to do a bit of the genre skew to it and to the horror side. And I mean, this movie has sat on uh, uh, Fox's shelf and then Disney's shelf for years. It was made probably two, three years ago, and now it's finally getting the light of day. And as soon as I started watching it, I realized why it was sitting on the shelf for so long. And it's because it is not good. It just con- continues my heartbreak with all these, these later X-Men films that just are not, not at all good. Uh, I mean, confused plotting, uh, character threads that just lead to nowhere, all rush to have this big, bombastic third act that feels so hollow and unrewarding. Oh, I wanted to love this movie. It just didn't want to love me back. Steve Stebbing is hard to please this week on What the Hell Should We Watch This Weekend? Hey? I'm protecting Man. everybody. I'm protecting your time. You know, our time is precious. So It's true. It's true. Why watch it you are. Movie? Yep, you are a martyr. It's true. Also on <laughs> Blu-ray, Unhinged. Andy? I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for you. Uh, whose phone is this? I'm right across from your friend. Hey, listen to me. Uh, he's not a friend, okay? He's a psycho who came after me today. This is where your first lesson begins. Give me my phone. Put him back on this goddamn phone! No, I can't do that. All right, tell us about Unhinged. Yeah, this is a week of gonzo performances between Anne Hathaway and the Witches and Russell Crowe in this movie because this is a story of road rage coming to an absolute uh, crescendo as uh, a, a young mother uh, cuts off Russell Crowe's character and he takes it massively personal and decides to terrorize her and try and kill her. And, uh, I mean, this is like a total far-fetched uh, grindhouse type of movie uh, that is maybe a bit uh, ill-timed and completely, uh, I don't know, like maybe it's a, it's a little uh, Ill, just ill-timed, I would say. Uh, but it's just stupid, stupid fun. I don't know. <laughs> There's just something about Russell Crowe being crazy in this that just kind of had me. Russell Crowe's a little crazy in everything. Absolutely. I mean, he did throw a phone at somebody or try to insult someone with a phone. I think that was the story from a handful of years ago. So, yeah, yeah. He's always, always, always the loose guy. Yeah, in the movie, loose cannon, that guy. Yeah, for sure. All right, on TV, um, let's get right into the gem of all the gems. See what I did there? The Crown, season four on Netflix. As husband and wife live out their vows loving and cherishing one another, sharing life's splendors and miseries, achievements and setbacks. They will be transformed in the process. Well, 
Um, the beginning of season four scenes, uh, sees the Mount Batten, uh, explosion with the IRA. They're digging into that mm-hmm. and they're getting into princess die. So what'd you think? Uh, you know, this is, I, I think one of the, con- the best consistent written shows on, uh, that's currently, uh, being streamed. Uh, and I, I, just, I every episode is so interesting and so well acted, so well cast. Uh, and, and this season, uh, it just it, it is more of the same. Uh, Olivia Coleman returns for his second season as the, the Queen Elizabeth II, uh, but this time it, she kind of puts her in the path of the new Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher, who is played by uh, one of my former crushes, and I know one of Matt's former crushes. Yeah. And I know every every Vancouverite that was around during uh, it was a teenager when the when X Files was being filmed in the area. We all love Gillian Anderson. She's in this, and she is formidable. She is the Iron Lady. Now, in um, now, Gillian Anderson. First of all, um, the Margaret Thatcher character is hard to watch, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because she's just so snotty all the time. <laughs> Everything she does is hard to listen to. Um. But it really is amazing to see the behind-the-scenes stories, at least how they're interpreted to be, right? Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. And the, you know, if you kind of look at this series as a bookend, you have Margaret Thatcher in season four, and then if you go back to season one, you had an incredible performance from uh, John Lithgow as Winston Churchill, who, like Gillian Anderson, very much disappeared into that performance to to be like he was Winston Churchill. So uh, like I said, with the casting, they just bring it all the time. And, and I, I mean, even the, the actress played Prince Charles and Princess Diana, incredibly uh, nuanced performances. Yeah, it's beautiful. I recommend it. Although it is one thing I want to acknowledge with these guys is that mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing that the Princess Di story is so new and so many people are familiar with it and they've managed to keep some integrity around it. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Steve stebbing.ca to see his blog posts. And he does write a big old blog post about all this stuff. So that's cool. Uh, if you want to check it out, there was one last piece. So we ran out of time there. My fault. Sorry, Steve. Um, but it is a chance to take some of our favorite things and put them all together. For example, star Wars and Lego and Christmas. Let's get the clip. A time of joy. This is Ray! a friendship, a family. Who are you guys? Master Skywalker. My son. I mean, my, these binary sons. Well, how do you know when Disney has their hands on Star Wars? Right. When you have Darth Vader making jokes like Will Ferrell. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it's just it's just purely just fun. Uh, and it's not a remake of the uh, that original holiday special that had like Chewbacca going home to his family and B. Arthur and uh, Luke Skywalker singing and dancing. This is a purely Lego thing. It's led by the new cast being Ray and Finn and Poe as they're celebrating a light day, which is the Star Wars universe version of uh, 
of Christmas, and it leads uh, Ray, Ray to a Jedi artifact that actually lets her pass through time uh, to find the true meaning of light day and being a Jedi. So she passes through every different iteration of Star Wars, including the Mandalorian at one point. Uh, and it's just pure fun. Uh, you have a lot of returning voices in it, like Mark Hamill, uh, Billy D. Williams is in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 45 minutes of fun that uh, the kids will absolutely love and a lot of chuckles for the adults, too. There it is. Lego Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney Plus. Uh, you can check it out, stevestebbing.ca. Thank you, sir. You have a Thank fantastic you. Penticton weekend. Mm-hmm. I will. You too, <laughs> For more show content and clips from The Shift with Drex, go to theshiftwithdrex.ca.